going on, you guys? I'm Dante. And I'm Michelle. And you are tuned into another episode of Life Instructions Not Included, the podcast where we try to find all the missing pieces to make your life feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we will be talking about the good and the bad of the holidays. But before we dive in, we just want to get you guys up to date because it has been about a month or so since Dante and I have last seen each other and recorded. Almost a a month and a half. And a lot has happened since then, um, including we are hosting our toy drive, um, which I set up a couple weeks ago. And if you follow us on Instagram at life.ini, you should already be aware. But by the time that this episode comes out on Tuesday, December 6th, The toy drive runs through December 7th, so you just have one day left to drop off your toys at either donation location, donation location, (laughs) drop off box, and if you are in the greater Seattle area or if you're able to, we have one located in the Fremont, Ballard neighborhood and West Seattle. And if you'd like more information, just follow us on Instagram at life.ini. Fremont, Ballard, that's the same, is that really? It's like right on the border. Oh, okay, well, yes, I think we're at the bottom of Ballard when we went to go yes. do that. And then so we're planning on doing the pickup when on the 7th, right? So you yeah. can drop off toys until the end of business day, which I believe is 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, on the 7th. And I'm probably going to do the pickup on the 8th. And then I'll do the drop off that day. Sounds good. Definitely want to say thank you for putting all that together because I was gone for about a month. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the Philippines. Yes. And that was kind of wild. It was hard trying to take away, um, take myself away from actually doing work, right? Because I mm-hmm. think there are a few things that you sent me while I was gone mm-hmm. saying, hey, can I get your opinion? Can I get your help? And I think mm-hmm. I was starting to help out a little bit. And at You gave so- me some feedback. Yeah, <laughs> and at some point I was like, Dante, you're on vacation. <laughs> you haven't been on a real vacation in a long time. Uh, I mean, when I say real vacation, I mean, like, just relaxing and not worrying about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was some great time away. And, you know, I'm really appreciative that you're able to get that done. And I think so far we've got quite a few donations, right? Yes. Yeah, so big thank you to those who have already donated so far. Mm-hmm. Also, for the address, make sure that um, it's, it's what, Mr. Detail? Yes, right? so Mr. Detail Auto Salon and, as I mentioned, Ballard or Fremont is the North Seattle location, and then the other drop-off location is in West Seattle, um, right near Alki. Do we have have the addresses up on IG? I do. Okay, so as long as uh, you follow us on IG at life.ini, you can check that out if you need the actual address. Um, If you are capable, just Google it. (laughs) You'll be okay. Also, keep in mind, make sure to follow us because we do have a few things that are going to be posted on our stories. We want to get you guys more included in the things that we're going to be doing in the future. So we'll have polls and surveys up. Uh, We do want to get your opinion on some topics that you want to hear about. And we want to include you guys in on future episodes, whatever opinions you may have with the topics that we will be focused on. So again, make sure to follow us at life.ini. Yes. Yes. All right. So back to our check-in. You know, today's check-in is going to be a little bit longer just so we can fill you guys in with what's been going on. Um, So I was gone for three and a half weeks in the Philippines. Originally, we were supposed to go to help my uncle get back and settled, but right after we bought our tickets, my uncle didn't want to go anymore. So we just turned this into a family vacation. And I think it was the first time that we've all been, I guess, overseas. I guess just in a family vacation setting um, Mm -hmm. in maybe 20 years. 1998, how long? That's a long time. 24 years, yeah. Did you say 1988? 1998. 1988, I was still in my mom's stomach. But yeah, so 1998 was the last time that we all went to the Philippines together. And yeah, it was great to be back. I am uh, so curious because the Philippines has developed so much over the years. And uh, I guess I want to ask you one main question. Mm -hmm. What is like your biggest takeaway from visiting the Philippines this time around now that you are in your 30s? And maybe compare it to like the last time you went. Because the last time I went was I was five years old. So I don't remember much, but I know a lot has changed. The last time I went was 2000. 
five, five or six. I was 15. And I think that it, it was definitely different because at 15, I didn't go with my mom. It was just me, my grandparents, and my uncle and his family. And some of our other family members went too, uh, but they came at different, like, different phases, but we all ended up being together. And I think as a teenager, you know, you kind of want to be around other teenagers mm-hmm. or just people close to your age. The thing that sucked at that point was that I went when everybody was in school. So I'm just like chilling at the house. And I think you would agree, like a lot of our other friends that have family in the Philippines, when we're on vacation in the Philippines, it's kind of like you're at home because mm-hmm. you're with you're just with family you know you're not doing the tourist mm-hmm. exotic beaches you know going to all the shows and yeah. all these tours and stuff i mean we did do a couple of tours in mm-hmm. 2005 but you know again it is still like being at home and i think this time around i'm extremely thankful that i did go back to that setting mm-hmm. just because i was able to realize or experience that sense of community and family again because okay. uh, we don't get that in the U.S., you know. So first day we got in was the last day of the typhoon. Ooh. Streets were flooded. Our house was flooded and mud everywhere. And, you know, I feel like if that were to happen in Seattle, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's like extremely stressed out, unhappy, moody. They don't want to deal with anybody, right? Yeah. When I get there, like everybody in the neighborhood's smiling everybody's like just trying to like really help out make sure that we could get the streets clean mm-hmm. get all the water out and make sure that if there was another wave of rain that it wasn't going to affect the community so everybody was just there to help out each other which was amazing and you know there is that sense of family like no matter what section of our neighborhood you go to you know you always feel included like people want you around which is was pretty it dope. like a very tight-knit community yeah, I would say I would so. Say. I mean, my grandpa explains it that way because he mm-hmm. grew up in that area and, you know, everybody knows everybody that still lives in that area. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, you know, my grandpa and his siblings, they own a a lot that has an apartment complex and a few houses. So when we got there, he was saying that it the apartment complex is different because all the other people moved out and in that apartment complex, nobody was really talking to each other. And you could just tell. Mm-hmm. Just in that apartment complex. Mm-hmm. But when you leave and walk down the street, it's still all the same people that own those houses for however for the longest years. time. Yeah, however many years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we walked down. There's a lady that remembered me from 2005. Whoa. and um, No way. Yeah, so we're just <laughs> chopping it up a little bit. And, you know, every time we walk down that street mm-hmm. to get to, the, to one of the Jeeps, one of the jeepneys, mm-hmm. you know, everybody says hi to you. And it's because that, like, that's their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the the love for their community is it, it shows. Hmm. That's cool. I mean, it's kind of like so small town feel, right? Like it's a small town. I guess so. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, you can say that. I think that. So we're in San Pedro Laguna, right? So my grandpa was saying that they call them boundaries, but I guess you can think of like the South End, where you have Columbia City. I don't know, I call it Rainier Beach and then like Hillman, whatever like, the neighborhoods are. Yeah. 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 So neighborhoods within a certain area of the city. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. like when you the well the way my grandpa explained it is that when you say where you're from, you're like you're you're really proud of being from that area, being from mm-hmm. San Antonio, San Pedro. Okay. And that's the way that he kind of explained it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, overall okay. I think, you know, other than the typhoon, it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. The first week sucked. I was going to say that must have been really hard to adjust because you're going to vacation. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure like, you know, you guys are pretty excited to get to a new place only to arrive and be like, oh, shoot, like our house is flooded. And I was cool. I think you told me there was like, what, a few or several inches of water in mm-hmm. your place, right? And you had to have like a neighbor help out to do some cleanup. Did that ruin, would you say, like, did that ruin or affect the family, like, vacation at all? No, not for me. Okay. I was I was cool. Like, right when we got there, I saw the water. I was like, Grandpa, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, when do we got to clean this? How are we going to clean this? He was like, don't mm-hmm. worry about it. We're going to get someone to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my mom, uncle, my mom and uncle were kind of like, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. how is this going to be fixed? Yeah. Because, no, like, we didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like... Yeah. How am I going to fix it? Uh-huh. And Dylan, my little cousin's like, the fuck is this? <laughs> so, so I think, mm-hmm. you know, 
getting there was a shocker. Yeah. Arriving to the house in that condition was definitely a shocker. Yeah. But once they got the house clean, I think we're good. Uh, the heat was definitely unbearable for majority of us. I was okay because we don't have AC here in Seattle. Yeah. So when we get that that heat wave that comes through when it's mm-hmm. like close to 90, yeah. or I mean close to 100, like we don't have fans. So I'm kind of just like, all right, whatever, I deal with it. And it was kind of like that in the Philippines where it was oh What's the weather mid-90s. In the, okay. Yeah, it was mid-90s, 97% humidity. Uh, but it didn't affect me. Like I was, hot. I was still doing my workout. Um, I was able to go to the gym. And the only thing that sucked was just at night trying Mm to adjust to my sleeping schedule. Oh, man. I remember when I was younger in the Philippines at five, like, we had to walk to the well to, like, Mm -hmm. pump our water. And, you know, so did you have to do any of that? (laughs) Yeah, so I don't don't know if I brought it up. Because you mentioned that your water, you didn't have any running water. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't have water for three days. See, that's tough. So we we were lucky because there was a well right around the corner. Mm -hmm. We used to have a well down at the back end of the lot, but Mm -hmm. someone decided to tear it apart and sell it for parts. Oh, no. And so we were lucky enough that the family that had the well, they were able to share it with the rest of us. They shared it Mm -hmm. with the the whole street. Like I said, it's the whole community. They want to take care of each other, right? So we were able to do that, and we had to use the top of the bucket, and I was like... (laughs) I was like, man, I haven't done this in like 30 years. What is going uh-huh. on? But, uh-huh. but yeah, it was cool. It was I, mean, just, I was fine with it. It brings you back to your roots and just kind of reminds you like where where you came from, where your family came from. You know, my and... grandma used to do that to me. And <laughs> I looked at her. I was like, my grandma, we have a shower. Why are we doing this? Uh-huh. Like, this <laughs> but no, this is better. Yeah, this is better. This is better. This is how we do it. Water. Cleaner. Yeah. But yeah, we were out of water for three days. Um, water came back on and you know, oh, everybody got sick the first week. Oh, so no. except for me oh, and for those of our friends that are listening, especially the ones that know me very well, I'm the one that's always sick whenever I'm in Seattle mm-hmm. and my family's not. So we get there. My grandpa got sick right when we landed mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be our like leader of the group mm-hmm. taking us around. Right. Mm-hmm. And then. Dylan and his dad, my uncle, they get sick. Mm-hmm. They had this cough before we even got there, but it got worse because of the heat, just the change in temperature. And then right after that, my mom gets sick. And so I'm chilling. I'm like, fuck, am I next? Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah. are we going to spend three weeks in the house yeah. when everybody's sick? Like, when is it coming? Yeah. When and is it my turn? I mean, lucky, uh, lucky enough, everybody got better. You know, I think by the second week and we were able to get out. Uh, get out to the beach, get out to the hot springs, uh, go to the malls. Good. We went to Mall of Asia. That shit is huge. I've heard. Uh, we spent two hours in the mall and didn't even make it through a quarter of it yet. Oh, I believe it. That was, <laughs> oh my God. That's one thing. I don't I don't like to go shopping or like, I don't like to go malls on, on vacation. I'm more of like a sightseer type of uh-huh. person. Like, let's go on adventure rather than shop because... I think I could just shop at home. Yeah. Well, I think so. We wanted, I think we're going to do that in the Philippines. We're going to go on more adventures. The problem mm-hmm. was we're so far away from everything. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that we, we would have done that were like tourist adventure, um, mm-hmm. adventurous things, we've already done it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to do it again is kind of like, well, what's the point? You know, I, mm-hmm. I asked my grandpa, I said, you know, for my mom and my uncle's birthday, why don't we go to, um, it's called Villa Escadero. So it's, Pretty much you're eating uh, in a river right next to a waterfall. Okay. And, I mean, it's nice when you go there for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what my grandpa said. He was like, mm-hmm. well, we've already been there. And, mm-hmm. You know, do we really want to pay to see that again? Mm-hmm. It's almost like, hey, Michelle, you want to kick it at the Space Needle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't do these things more than once. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, all the other extravagant adventurous things were yeah. so far away from us like yeah. three four hour drives far away from us but i mean there's there's malls like every half a mile it seems like it's crazy Dang. Mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah oh got tattoo oh yeah oh yeah well i mean you've seen it already but <laughs> what's your first tattoo you feel first like tattoo new, new i feel person? like a new man you know i'm you loving keep, it you keep looking at it you're obsessed well 
That's a, he, he did great work, you know. I was in the chair for what seven hours. Oh wow! Uh, I will say, like the detail on the trees and the birds is pretty good. Mm-hmm. If I move more fast enough, it's like they're flapping their wings. <laughs> yeah. You know what it reminds me of when, uh, like, a woman first gets engaged and they can't stop staring at their hands because there's oh the ring yeah yeah there's a ring on it. it's exactly like that like you keep looking at your yeah. hand like you keep looking at your arm I'm finding any reason <laughs> to show people this tattoo oh I'm sure yeah and this is just the start of my addiction That's so true. it's a pretty big tattoo for a first tattoo oh yeah it covers my whole forearm yeah yeah I mean I was gonna do did it hurt hell yeah are you addicted. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when someone gets a tattoo, they like, they can't stop and they keep on getting more. I was about to get another tattoo before I got on the plane, <laughs> but I was lucky enough to get this one because I put down my deposit with the artist. They weren't responding. Mm. And then, you know, one of my friends was like, Hey Dante, why don't you just go? Mm. I'm like, fuck, that's an hour, an hour out. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the tattoo. Mm-hmm. And luckily, you know. I was like, fuck it, let's just go go down there. And I got there right when the artist finished up someone else, and he was like, mm-hmm. I can make time. Oh, and wow. And we got it done. And he starts by the wrist, right? And if you can imagine roots of a plant, like they're really thin lines, right? So when he was going through it, he didn't even ask me if this is my first tattoo. Mm-hmm. So he was like, he just drew it up and then went through it. And right when he got to that first first root system mm-hmm. like my eyes started to tear up a little bit I'm like <laughs> fuck this is just the beginning and we're not even through mm-hmm. and you know you you got to go over lines multiple times to def- make mm-hmm. it more defined right and he kept digging in and I'm like fuck I'm about to bleed to death in this chair I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. but yeah you know I love it I love it I can't wait for my next one cool that's exciting yeah so while I was in the Philippines mm-hmm. I feel like you had a lot going on too Yes, I had a couple things happen. So uh-huh. November 1st, my husband and I reached our 20-year dating anniversary. Nice, congratulations. Yeah, I can't, like I can, but I can't believe that it's been that long. Uh-huh. And it's always followed up by, like when I tell people we've been together for this long, they're like, how old are you? Yep. Like, we're not that old, we're not that old. Um, and so we had planned... To originally go to like Monterey, California, um, or like Carmel by the Sea. Mm-hmm. I think they call it the 17 mile drive or something along the California coast. Is that 101, I think? Highway mm-hmm. 101, yeah. Yeah, so we were gonna do like a romantic, relaxing, just like quiet weekend getaway, right? To celebrate our anniversary. But then the night before we left, he switched destinations on us. Is it planned to switch? So it was kind of, so it was up in the air. It was like, let's go to Monterey, but let's keep our options open. And at some point I was like, you know what? Like, just surprise me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, like I'm not gonna tell you anything. And then so it's the night before we leave at like 9 p.m. And I'm like, so I need to know how to pack. Like, is it gonna be cold? Is it gonna be hot? And that's when he was like, okay, this is too hard for me to plan without you. Like, let's just, he's like, this is what I'm thinking. And, like, do you want to do it? And he threw out Orlando, Florida um, to go to Epcot for a day. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, we only have a certain amount of time. Like, we have to be back before Sunday, you know, to take Cameron to school on Monday. And I was like, if we do Florida, this is going to be go, go, go. Like, this is completely opposite from our romantic, relaxing, quiet weekend Mm -hmm. in California. But I was like, you know what? F it. Let's do it. Like, we're not getting any younger. Yeah. So we decide to go to Florida instead. So we left Friday morning. We took a 9 a.m. flight out. And uh, we got to Orlando at like 6 p.m. that Friday evening. We did Epcot for a day. And if you know me, or if you at least listen to, um, I think it's, episode nine in season one, growing up in the 90s, Mm -hmm. you know that I love Epcot. It's like one of my favorite parks of the Disney parks. So all Saturday, um, we ate and drank around the world. We found out it was the Food and Wine Festival, and the boys to men were performing the night we went. And so it was... uh, It was a crazy weekend... 
I was like high off of life. But I'm so glad we chose Florida because that's something. And when I say something like a two night trip to the East Coast, that's something me and my husband would have done like before we had kids. Yeah. Which I don't think a lot of people would do. Like if I'm like, oh, let's go to two nights on the East Coast and you live on the West Coast. I feel like a lot of people are like, eh, you spend a lot more time in the air or like, how do you make that six hour, five to six hour flight worth it? I don't even think people do that if they don't have kids. <laughs> but yeah, okay. <laughs> so like before kids, like my husband and I, we've done New York in two nights. We've done Chicago in two nights. And now we've done Orlando in two nights. That is crazy. And uh, so I guess it's just like our thing. Yeah, that's dope though. And, you had a good time? It was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was so fun. I mean, I can only imagine. And boys and men, there's what, three of them now? Because mm-hmm. the, I don't know what happened with the fourth one. But, no, I don't know. But I still heard, I still hear that the performance is still great. Yeah, yeah. it was, oh my, it was so cool just because I never thought I'd see them in my lifetime. I've always wanted to. Yeah. Go to those like R&B or 90s concerts, you know, that mm-hmm. happened often. Yeah. But I just never thought I would be going to one. That's dope. Well, wait till they come to Emerald Queen. At some point. Once Brian McKnight gets out of there, it'll be okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was cool. And then a week after that, um, uh, it was my 33rd birthday, Yay. which was, ooh, um, it was fun. I we spent it with family and friends, and it was a good time. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Nice. That's what's up. A lot has happened, but November was a good month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Get through Thanksgiving. Yes. Just fine. Yes. Thanksgiving was really fun. Went to my cousin's house and mm-hmm. we had a very intense game of Heads Up. Oh, nice. Have you played Heads Up before? Yes. I haven't. Last time I played, I think it was 2014. There you but, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a fun time and it's like when you can play anywhere with anyone mm-hmm. and we got really into it. It was guys against girls. Yes. I saw the videos. I think I'm going to do that at <laughs> our next family party because I think we're joining my uncle's family for Christmas this year mm-hmm. and um you know Thanksgiving I was dead because we just got back on yeah. the Tuesday before Thanksgiving yeah and I th- and no one was playing any games everybody was just watching tv I'm like all right mm-hmm. cool we're gonna play heads up yeah on Christmas hopefully it's an easy one because it's like any age can play uh-huh. you know you get the adults in on it yeah even though the adults didn't play with us they're probably just like, what are they doing? Like, they're crazy and wild right yeah. now because we were just like cracking up. Um, I think we played, we played that with my grandma one time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either that or the Family Feud one. Mm-hmm. And so my grandma didn't really get how to do it on the phone, uh-huh. but she was yeah. like really into the game. Yeah. And we had a one of the kids, Carter. He was, um, I think he had to be like five at that time. Mm-hmm. Four or five. He was playing with your so grandma. He was really into it, uh-huh. but when he would get it wrong, mm-hmm. my grandma looks at him and she's like, eh, eh. <laughs> and we're like, yo, chill out. Like, you're telling me not to tease any kids, That's but so you're over cute. here like shutting him down. I think that'll be me when I'm older because like I love I love card games. Uh-huh. And I guess I can be a little competitive, yeah. but yeah. Like I I think I'm the type to be like, I'm bringing the games mm-hmm. to the party. So you guys play a lot of games during the holidays, I'm guessing? Um, not too much. We try to. We try to. Like, we've done Family Feud. We've done bingo. Oh, we also did bingo during Thanksgiving. Oh, that's dope. Um, yeah. We've done, like, some really random ones. Okay. You know, like, where you, like, spread money on the table and you're, like, blindfolded and use the spatula. You know, just, like, random oh, ones. Oh, that's so, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We, we try to. But, like, one year, I want to do, like, a minute to win it. Minute to win it. What's that? Um, so it's a TV show. I forget. I think it's regular TV or I don't think it's on Netflix, but it's just a whole bunch of like mini games mm-hmm. that you have a minute to, to solve it or like to do it. Okay. So they're very like fast paced, a lot of stress, but like fun. Gotcha. You know, super fun. Well, so if you guys don't do games, like what are, what are some traditions you guys have for the holidays? Hmm. My family. Yeah. Um, traditions. Well, Besides the usual, are you talking about like at parties or just in general during the holidays? Both. I would say besides the stand, besides the usual like gingerbread houses, cookie decorating, um, my cousins we do like an annual Secret Santa, mm-hmm. which I think has been going on since I was in late high school or early college. So mm-hmm. it's been like a long time. Um, and it's just cousins only. There's no adults invited. 
although I like we're the adults now. Yeah. That's how old we've gotten and like my older cousins. Yeah. Um but yeah, we do that. We used to do white elephants, mm-hmm. but now it's just Secret Santa. And I'm super excited because it's been virtual the past couple of years, mm-hmm. which was like a little dub, but it's in person this year. Nice. So, yeah. That's what's up. What about you? Oh, uh, we I mean, we usually don't have many traditions other than just the times that we the time we usually have ours, like with my family, we usually just have Christmas on New Year's Eve. Everybody gets together. We have movie night. Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. We have movie night with the family. And we used to have all the family parties at our place. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to do Secret Santas, um, White Elephants. But I think that at some point, someone wasn't giving a gift. I, don't know, I think it was my either my mom or one of my aunts was like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore because this, this person's oh, not giving yeah. anything to anybody. So mm-hmm. let's just stop. So we kind of made it a little bit smaller with just mm-hmm. us. Yeah, so we could be pretty chill. I have been on the receiving end of that one time. We're at work. We did like a secret Santa. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone showed up except for like one guy. And that guy just so happened to be who had me. And so I think I walked away, you know, giftless. Yeah. Which... I feel like it sucks to be in that in that position, but he must have called in sick that day or something. So it was the next day at work. Then he like came came into work like with my gift. But I could see how that that's unfortunate. Someone walked away without a gift. Yeah, I know. Secret Santa. Well, I was. I remember when it started. I was maybe like twelve, and when I was young, I was like, "It's fine. Like it's okay." Mm-hmm. And I think it wasn't until my name mm-hmm. was drawn from mm-hmm. that person they were supposed mm-hmm. to give me a gift. Yeah. And I didn't get shit, and I'm like, and you're like "Where's my?" Oh no, they actually that that's what it was. And mm-hmm. then my mom was like pissed. <laughs> yeah. Because she was like, "Why is he? Why did he not get anything? Like mm-hmm. we're all opening gifts, and he's just sitting there." And I'm just like, "It's mm-hmm. okay. It's not mm-hmm. that." Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal because I've and always been like that okay? when I was a kid. I mean, I was fine. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think. At a young age, I valued Christmas differently than other people did. I mean, the ki- the other kids had certain things that I wanted to have, but I wasn't mm-hmm. worried if I didn't have it, right? Mm-hmm. Because some of those things were like really, really expensive. But I still mm-hmm. got some of the stuff that I wanted, right? And, you know, there were a couple of times where I would get uncles that would joke around saying, oh, sorry, I didn't get you a gift. And they thought it was funny. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. And mm-hmm. then the joke was done because... I didn't really, um, I didn't really react to mm. react to whatever they were trying to do, and I just thought that it was more important to spend time with the family than mm-hmm. to actually get any gifts, mm-hmm. and that carried that carried on for like a really long time. And I'm I'm still kind of mm-hmm. like that where I don't really care about mm-hmm. the type of gift that I get as long as we're all spending time with each other and mm-hmm. having a good time. Mm-hmm. I think I do, like same with my friends and I. We don't really give gifts to each other. Or if we do, we notice that it's more about the thought behind it than the dollar amount or value Mm -hmm. to it, you know, which I think is the most important part. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, because, I mean, a lot of people do stress about money, right? For sure. There was a time when I was a kid, I was probably like 13, 14 years old. I remember something happened with the money. In the family, and um, my grandma didn't have a lot of money that year to give gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, she bought what she could. She went to the mall, and I think around that time she was like really tired of going to the mall because it was just too much for her. Mm-hmm. And so, she gives me this gift, and it like there's a bunch of like little trinkets and stuff. And then she gave me this necklace with a giraffe on it, right? It was mm-hmm. um, like this silver necklace. And she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's." Is this too girly? I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. She goes, well, I can go back and return it and get you something different. I'm like, no, 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 don't worry, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she didn't have much at that time, and she grabbed what mm-hmm. she thought would be nice and what she could afford. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, after that, it, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. As long as the little kids mm-hmm. are able to get what they want and you can see it, you're making them happy and we're just mm-hmm. creating memories together, that's going to be the most important thing. But I, I do notice that a lot of people do stress out around this time of year for numerous reasons, right? Yeah. And that's kind of why we're talking about the holiday blues, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the holidays. Mm-hmm. Because when it does come around, it may seem extremely joyous, but you never know. Like, 
sometimes mm-hmm. it's just that it, it breaks the threshold mm-hmm. and it's just a little too much for, for some people. Yeah. Even though it's supposed to be the time of year where you're the happiest, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's get into like what are the holiday blues and what that kind of looks for people. So um, holiday blues is a feelings of sadness that lasts throughout the holiday season. Particularly, we found out in our readings that November and December happen to be the most stressful times of the entire year. And it's a period of painful reflection, sadness, loneliness, anxiety, and depression. It can look a little bit like seasonal affective disorder, if you know uh, people are familiar with that. Um, but that usually lasts longer and is more severe. So just something to be aware of. And some of the main factors that lead to someone being stressed out during the holidays, uh, it could be financial. There could be stress from family. Um, Being around family too much can be stressful for a lot of people. Or you can be stressed out from changes where maybe you lost someone or you moved far away and it's hard to get to family, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with friends. Holiday overload, which is people that have a lot of plans throughout Mm -hmm. the holidays and it's just hard to commit to all of them. Or trying to make time for all of them, right? It's a very busy season. Definitely. And then, you know, high expectations, those that feel like their holidays should look a certain way or feel a certain way and it doesn't meet those expectations, then that can be really rough. And then also for people that work, um, end of the year workloads. And, you know, me personally working in retail, I feel for you guys that are in retail, it sucks. Mm. Um, One of my first retail jobs was working during Black Friday. The first day was working on Black Friday. That no was way. a shit show. No way. Yeah. They but, threw you in with the sharks. Yeah. They're like, have fun, good luck. Definitely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I feel it. I feel, I feel the stress from all avenues, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, did, we did some reading, looked up some articles, some research articles, and some numbers that we picked out were quite interesting. You know, it made me realize that although I feel like I'm not stressed during the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, I probably am, even though I feel like it's a good time. Mm-hmm. So there was a survey that was put out in 2019 to 2,000 people, and the results showed that 90% of the people are stressed during the holidays. And about 67% of the people want to produce the perfect holiday, whatever that may be. Yeah. And 56% of the people say they're stressed from finances. Mm-hmm. 48% say that their stress is also coming from finding gifts. Mm-hmm. 35% say that it comes from family events. 29% say that it's also coming from decorations, decorating mm-hmm. the house. But most people say that when it comes to family stress, it's usually because of drama, lack of privacy, being annoyed by family members, just being around family for too long, which I think a lot mm-hmm. of people can agree with that. Um, and, you know, this is this is for people that are flying in to see family mm-hmm. and staying with family for multiple days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they also feel like they might be annoying the host, like they're imposing mm-hmm. themselves. And then um, being the host can be stressful as well. Oh, yes. And although majority of the people feel like, okay, this is still a stressful moment, about 95% of the people feel like it's really important to be with family during the holidays. So interesting. Yeah. I will say, because it is a family tradition of ours, that my parents, or at least in like the previous, I would say about decade or so, my parents have always hosted Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Eve in their home. Mm-hmm. And we host the entire family, like my aunts, uncles, cousins, and now like my cousin's children. Like our family just keeps getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. And... Uh, those holidays are all back to back, but like I love all that holiday, my all that family time. Yeah, are they staying at your parents' house though? They're not. So no. I think that so that's what this is saying. That okay. When it comes to stress from family members, Got it. it's okay. when you're staying for. Uh, I think they said on average forty eight hours. Then I could see that so just the, because like you're always around them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different when you like can go home at the end of the night or yeah. something. And it's also interesting how you say. Um, you said something about a high percentage of people are stressed out because they want to create that perfect holiday, mm-hmm. whatever that perfect holiday looks like to them. Yeah. I think a lot of the stress we put on ourselves 
a meaning, like for example, for myself, I used to always want to get my my holiday Christmas greeting cards out at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm late this year. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't set up a family photo shoot. I I would have already ordered my cards like around Thanksgiving and I would have wanted to get it out in the mail like the first week of December. Mm-hmm. And I'm like nowhere near <laughs> near that. And so again, I can feel stressed about that if I choose to. Yeah. But again, I think this is just a lot of stress that we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you haven't watched Bad Mom's Holiday, you should watch it. I haven't. So, I should, though. That's on my uh, to-do list. Yeah, I was letting it run in the background before mm-hmm. we were planning for this episode. Mm-hmm. And the mom of Mila Kunis in the movie mm-hmm. is the one that wants to have that like perfect, perfect holiday. holiday. Yeah. yeah, and she gets stressed out when it doesn't happen that way, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. And I think that, um, you know, that movie does help to understand all the stressors that come mm-hmm. along with the holidays and then how to kind of get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so personally for myself, like I love the holidays. It is my favorite time of year. Yeah. Christmas is like my favorite holiday. I also looked into a survey um, by the American Psychological Association that found while most people experience things like happiness, love and high spirits over the holidays, these feelings are often accompanied by fatigue, stress, irritability, and sadness. And kind of to piggyback off of what you were saying, 38% of people surveyed said that their stress levels increased over the holidays with top stressors being lack of time, lack of money, commercialism, and um, the pressures of gift giving and family gatherings. So... It's a lot to take in. I never thought of like family gatherings as stressful. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'm like fortunate on that end. Or like prior to this year, I didn't feel the stress or the pressure of like the financial situation. Yeah. So like my personal experience with holiday blues, it's not it's not a lot, but mm-hmm. definitely this year you know, still adjusting to not having a job and being back in the city. I've mentioned it, I think, multiple times on the podcast before Mm -hmm. in previous episodes. It's weird being back in the city, living in the city, and not having a job because I've held a job since I was 15 or 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And then shopping for a huge family, like I mentioned. I do feel some pressure, like, shopping for not just immediate family members, aunts, uncles, cousins, now cousins' children, but, like, friends. Yeah. Too. Um, it's just, it's, it's a lot. Oh, yeah, it's tough, especially when friends are having kids also. And it's like, shit, man. Some <laughs> uh-huh. of the kids' gifts are more expensive than, than the adult gifts. But it doesn't have to be, right? No, it definitely doesn't have to be. <laughs> but I yeah. mean, for me, like, I have an idea what I want to get, and I could mm-hmm. make it a little bit cheaper. But, yeah. you know, the financial thing, I learned to not be stressed about that because I... Like, I know what I want to give people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was younger, though, you know, you mentioned that you you don't experience the family stress. And, yeah, when I was younger, I wasn't stressed about having the family events. Mm-hmm. There was a time, though, where my aunt would stay over mm-hmm. for the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be a whole week. And like I'm Christmas like, week or something? Uh-huh. And I couldn't really, like, you know... There's an extra body using the bathroom, an extra body in the kitchen, an extra body here, extra body there. And it kind of invaded my space and like how I wanted to handle things. Mm-hmm. You know, that was stressful having someone else mm-hmm. in the house. Uh, the actual event, you know, having everybody over for Christmas was never stressful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, everything else seemed to go over pretty easily. But what I did notice is that for my grandparents and my mom, when it came to big events and having everybody over, mm-hmm. the most stressful part was the cleaning. Mm-hmm. It was never the prepping. That was okay. Mm-hmm. It was stressful cleaning cleaning up because, you know, a lot of guests don't feel obligated to clean, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a different perspective on that. Like, if you're family, you, you help out mm-hmm. with whatever needs to be done, if you're going to be staying around that long. If they accept it, too. Except what? If they want to accept the help. 
I feel like you can, so like I said, my parents used to host all the time. Yeah. And while we offered my mom or my aunt yeah. to clean, they'd often be like, oh, no, no, it's okay. Like, just put it down. Well, and that's what I'm saying, though. So if you're, if you're not going to accept it, you can't yeah. complain about mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the issue was that they wanted help. Mm-hmm. But, but they no weren't getting like, oh. it. And not enough people were, were helping okay. out. It's just too much of a mess to clean up, you Got know? It. Sure. And so now I understand what they mm-hmm. mean. Because there are times where, like, I don't want to do all the cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. for most events, I'm kind of like, I, I'd rather have people around. So I don't want to stress about the cleaning. I just accept it and deal with it mm-hmm. in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. This past Thanksgiving where my cousin hosted, and it was her first time hosting our family, I was kind of like co-hosting with her, mm-hmm. but I was like really proud of my cousins and I at the end because we all pitched in, we all cleaned up. And by the end of the night, like before we all left, most of her house was like put back to normal. Yeah. Dishes were put in the sink, tables were torn down, chairs were put away and, you know, layout back to normal. So I think if everyone chips in. Which I think is, that's how it should be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'd say the past couple of years during the pandemic, one thing I really struggled with was being away from loved ones since we lived on the other side of the state. And sometimes or oftentimes we couldn't come back because the snow, uh, the snowstorm or the weather just was terrible over Snoqualmie Pass. So that was really hard. We had to do it virtually. Mm-hmm taking shots with my dad over FaceTime, <laughs> trying to tell my dad, slow down. Yeah. Know? Um, and like I said, Secret Santa virtually, it was, it was weird, but um, I always felt like it wasn't the same and FOMO definitely got to me. So, sorry, not to change the subject, but this has been brought to my attention, maybe our attention. The amount of times we talk about alcohol, we are not alcoholics. <laughs> We're okay. All right. <laughs> I think the amount of drinking we do is pretty normal, and we might be over-exaggerating <laughs> how quote-unquote fucked up we might be or might have been. Uh, so I just want to throw that out there. We are okay. You don't have to be worried. Um, <laughs> your dad, I'm guessing, is okay as well since you're yeah. taking shots. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just want to throw that out there because uh, I've had too many people in the past week bring that up to me. Have they really? Yeah, because uh, oh they're talking God, about they're previous like podcasts. Well, they were like, wait, previous podcasts previous, or previous episodes? Oh, sorry, previous episodes. They were just like, <laughs> oh, great. Hey, you guys talk about that a lot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're okay. We're okay. Sorry, I just I wanted think, to throw that in there. Dang, and I think like compared to people in my life, I don't drink. I don't drink a lot, and they know that too. <laughs> I, mm. I find it comedic. I'll let you defend yourself. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So back to the Zoom shots. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. well, everything's well, back to normal for you yeah, now. I mean, you had to take a shot at Thanksgiving and like always take one with my dad or like New Year's. My family know? doesn't drink, so. Okay. Yeah. I know. Not really. They, they don't drink like of, me. A lot of families don't drink. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Some more than others. And my family, I guess, is one of them. That does. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Damn, why are you smiling? She's okay, you guys. <laughs> I'm okay. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> but yeah, so so now you're moved back. Holidays are hopefully um, getting closer to normal for you. Mm, yes, yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. And you know, I think that it this took some adjustment for me the past three years because my grandma passed away 2019 mm-hmm. um, in August. And so, that, I mean, that's fairly close to the holidays, right? So mm-hmm. the... First family, big family holiday would have been Thanksgiving. And so making that adjustment, you know, you could just tell that everybody was off and not Mm -hmm. being able to experience it the way that the way we've experienced it in the past. Yeah. That was really, really tough. And I think that's probably like one of the lowest points I've had with the holidays Mm -hmm. um, where I felt like I was really stressed out because that was Mm -hmm. that was like a really quick adjustment when, you know, someone's just not there anymore. Um, For sure. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, I've never really, I don't think I've experienced the holiday blues like the way we've explained it mm-hmm. at the beginning or in the middle of the episode today, but but you know, a lot of people do, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why we were talking about it today, because it may not seem apparent, because I feel like this is a topic that's not brought up mm-hmm. Yeah. a lot, because who really wants to say, oh my God, I'm mm-hmm. stressed out about the holidays, 
to someone yeah. when that person might be stressed out about the holidays and they're like, why are you complaining? I am too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's fairly common and we, we need each other's support during these, time, these times of the year. It's very common and yet a lot of people or like people don't really talk about it. Uh-huh. Right. And so one way that people can deal with the holiday blues, I guess, first off is like, is talking about it with others if they are feeling really down mm-hmm. about it. Um, more importantly, I think it's important to identify your stressors and just reflect on what is bringing you mm-hmm. stress, right? Um, if it's financial stress, then set a budget and try to stick to it. Yeah. If it's having too many commitments or you're too busy, just remember to try not to spread yourself so thin. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember to take time to yourself. Have some me time and do things that just bring you joy. I think during the holidays, we often feel pressure into taking part in activities like gatherings that Mm -hmm. we don't want to because we feel obligated to. And I think the pandemic kind of helped with this too. The Mm -hmm. pandemic was like, oh shoot, I don't have to go to that holiday party or I don't have to go to a uh, family gathering and that's okay. You know what I mean? As some people, like you mentioned, that can be one of their stressors. And I think it's just important to know what are your stressors and how can you counteract that or or deal with them? Yeah, what what you've mentioned before is that it is okay to say no if you can't yeah. if you can't be there mm-hmm. um, and also for people that Not just that you can't be there but because you don't want to be there well, I mean that, that I guess that's what I mean okay. when, when you say you can't be there you can't oh. be there for your own oh. sake right yeah and um, you know with finances being the top stressor during the holidays realizing that not everything is about money. Uh, if you mm-hmm. have a great support system or a great network, they will understand that you don't always have to spend the most. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't even have to spend anything. And I believe that it's more important to create memories, you know, memories mm-hmm. and traditions with the ones that you love rather than spending the money on all these gifts or decorations or making this the most extravagant time of the year. If you can't yeah. do it, you can't do it. Yeah, It's okay. Yeah. And I think if these are really good people around you, they're going to understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, find other ways. Um, find other ways to celebrate the holidays, which mm-hmm. is not always about get you know, you know gifts or spending money on someone. Exactly, like what we talked about earlier. You know, the games. I, you know, I think that's really mm-hmm. important. Getting the family involved in games. Yeah. You know, we used to have this issue a long time ago where it was a family member that did not want to partake in these games. Mm-hmm. And you know, one year we were kind of like, okay, well, they don't want to play, so maybe we shouldn't play. And mm-hmm. I remember my mom was like, no, fuck that. We're playing. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. if they don't want to play, so what? They could they could just sit in the corner by themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that was, that helped me understand, you know, it's more important to just have everybody together doing something together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Rather than just being there just to open gifts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, everyone to some extent will feel stress over the holidays and, While it's the merriest time of the year for some, it's also the hardest time of the year for others. So we recently talked um, on the pod in a recent episode about like being aware of our negative bias Mm -hmm. and uh, focusing on the negatives. But right now we can choose to focus on the positives. Exactly. Sorry, before we (laughs) before we focus on the positives. Uh Also, when you're shopping for your gifts, Uh don't be mad at the employees. Ooh, right. yeah. I think that's really important. If you haven't worked in retail, you won't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've had to tell some people, like, come on, it's it's not that big of a deal. We can figure mm-hmm. it out. We just got to be patient. Yeah. They, may, they might be having a bad day, a really bad day, because mm-hmm. they got to deal with thousands of people yeah, for that sure. are bitching about items that they can't find, yeah. where to find them, why are you moving so slow, why can't mm-hmm. I get my stuff right away? I'm like, just... Mm-hmm. realize that they are under a lot of pressure as well okay yeah yeah for sure thanks for saying that so yeah so what are some of the things that you're looking forward to most this holiday well i am looking forward to my tattoo healing up and <laughs> <laughs> and looking it's even not nicer. Yet? not not completely it's almost there it's a- 
Is but it appealing? Yeah, it's almost done. It's oh, almost done. okay. But in relation to the holidays, um, <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing family. You know, I think that oh, it's tough for us to figure out how to organize the different families to come over, especially since my grandma's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa's usually in the Philippines around this time of year. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, just being around family, getting people more involved in group activities is what I'm looking forward to. Seeing the kids smile when they open up their gifts. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, just the overall holiday vibes. I love walking down the street, seeing all the trees lit up, music playing in the stores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about you? Same here. I mean, just being back in Seattle, celebrating with family and friends, and just focusing on uh, the really important part, like you said, making memories. I think being present in the moment also is, like, really important. And like you said, like, be nice. Spray kindness because you never know what type of holiday season other people are going through. And that goes beyond, like, retail workers, but, like, grocery store clerks. Mm -hmm. Your delivery people. People delivering packages to your house. Stop stealing people's shit. Oh, yes. Yeah. But then whenever that happens, I think, like, okay, maybe they needed that more than I did. The porch poachers? Yeah. Hell no. That's what I say to make myself feel better. Because one time we got, like, a mattress taken, like a crib mattress Mm -hmm. stolen. And I'm like, okay, it was a crib mattress. And, you know, maybe this person could have used this bed. Oh, yeah, because they knew that it was a crib mattress in the package. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm like, you know what? Hopefully it helped you too. So here's the uh, Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, remember we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you and vice versa. We're hoping this episode enlightened you and inspired you to bring up these types of conversation with your community. Hoping that you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at life.ini. And that's a wrap on today's episode. Happy holidays, you all. Happy holidays. And happy new year. (laughs) Oh, that is a holiday. All right, whatever. Bye. (laughs)